Thank you very much, Araceli, for that wonderful introduction. And thank you to the attendees for signing in and finding out how IPA users process their FASTQ files using Kyogen CLC Genomics Workbench. So before we begin, just want to uh, give the legal disclaimer that the products shown here are intended for molecular biology applications. And these products are not intended for the diagnosis, prevention, or treatment of a disease. So I can see that most of the audience today are not familiar with Kyogen CLC Genomics Workbench. So we're going to start off with an introduction on this software. We're then going to focus on how to use the software to not only process your bulk RNA-seq data coming from FASTQ files, but also how to use the software for your single cell RNA-seq uh, data as well. So we will be launching additional polls throughout the meeting to make this meeting interactive. So please feel free to participate in them by filling out the polls uh, during the meeting. If you have any questions during the talk, please feel free to use the Q&A box in your Zoom control panel. On the call today, I'm joined by Araceli and Dev, uh, two wonderful field application scientists and colleagues who would be more than happy to answer any questions you may have regarding the software. I'm also joined by Nicole and Paul, two amazing account managers here at uh, Kaiju Digital Insights, and they would be more than happy to help out with any licensing questions you may have in regards to the software. And as I've mentioned, uh, we try to keep these webinars interactive. So from time to time, I will be asking for the raise hand button. So if you could go ahead and use that raised hand button so I can see that everybody is logged in, everybody can hear me, and everybody can participate in today's webinar, that would be greatly appreciated. All right, I can see some of you being able to raise the hand. Thank you very much. So let's get started. And one last thing to mention is that after this training is over, feel free to click on the registration link, refill your information, and you'll be able to access the recording on demand. So how many of you have prepared your own NGS library or perhaps you sent that to the core and you get notification that the, the samples have been sent to the sequencer and you're just lagging at this stage where there is this black box where we don't know what's happening with the samples. So how many of you have lingered in that space in the past. Use that raise hand button for me, please. Yes, I can see many of you uh, having that kind of pain because for those of you who may not be aware, this Kyogen Ingenuity Pathway Analysis takes a differential expression gene table, so a DEG table that we get from our RNA-seq experiment and looks for biological context looks for connections in between those genes or proteins or metabolites and give you pathway enrichment. But before we get to this point, we need to generate a differential expression gene table. And for many of us in the audience, we always come to this point where we don't know how long it's going to take. We don't know what is behind this box and we're just waiting and waiting and waiting. And this is where CLC Genomics Workbench comes in. It's a software that takes FASTQ files from your sequencer, 
imports that into a software and generates a differential expression gene table that you can then take into Kaijin's IPA software so that you can look for connections. So you can look for data from public sources and match those against your own data. So with this software, not only can you analyze RNA-seq, so bulk RNA-seq data, but you can also analyze single cell RNA-seq data as well. And I can see from the Q&A box that may I use this to process uh, whole exome sequencing FASTQ files? Absolutely. As you can see here, we have not only, um, not only pipelines for biomedical genomics, but we also have the fastest pipeline out in the market right now, known as this fast, ultra fast, fast Q2 BCF processing for germline variants. So if you have your whole exome sequencing data, you can actually process your samples in as little as five minutes. And if you're interested, uh, remember there is a webinar coming up in December focusing on DNA-seq analysis. So as you can see, this software not only allows you to process bulk RNA-seq, single-cell RNA-seq, but also a variety of other FASTQ files as well. So users such as yourselves and scientists have used CLC Genomics Workbridge and generated graphics and data for publications. So not only have users generated graphics and data for mammalian cells, but users have used this software for model systems. So here I've given an example of a Xenopus, but also non-conventional model systems as well. So here is an example from the cannabis plant. So as you can see, CLC Genomics Workbench can process samples from a variety of species, from mammalian to model organisms to even plants as well. What about single-cell RNA-seq module? Here, I've highlighted a publication that used CLC Genomics Workbench to process their single-cell RNA-seq module. So not only is the software uh, readily available, but the public, the results, the graphics, and the data have been used to produce graphics, have been produced data for publications as well. So of course, this software allows users to generate a differential expression gene table here. And in the case study that we're going to walk through today, imagine having an experiment where we fed animals either normal diet or a high fat diet and isolated the epididymal adipose tissue. And we want to know what genes are expressed or differentially expressed under high fat diet. So the first analysis that we can do is to look at genes that are differentially expressed. And this is a table that many users generate in order to import into ingenuity pathway analysis to look for those biological contexts behind all 36,000 genes in this table. Next, we can generate a volcano plot from that differential expression gene table and highlight genes that may be either up or down regulated upon high fat diet. So for example, here, we can see that tryptophan hydroxylase 2 
which is involved in the synthesis of serotonin is increased upon high fat diet. And this is not surprising because serotonin regulates de novo lipogenesis in adipose tissues. We can also generate a heat map to identify groups of genes that may be up and down regulated in our various different groups. So in this case, we have identified groups of genes that may be used to cluster our high fat diet versus our normal diet appetitable adipose tissues. In addition, we want to know the quality of our transcriptomics data. And we can do this by visualizing how close our samples are to one another through this principal component analysis. So this graph allows us to assess the quality of our transcriptomic data set. And we can see that our normal diet cluster on one side of this PCA plot and our high fat diet samples cluster together away from the normal diet. Now, let's imagine if we have different groups and conditions for comparisons. In our case study here, not only did we generate RNA-seq data from white adipose tissues, but we also generated RNA-seq data from brown adipose tissues. Using the software, we can generate a Venn diagram to identify genes that are either uniquely regulated in each condition or find the commonly regulated genes. And this allows scientists like yourselves to study the biology that may be unique in one condition versus another, or to look for the biological context within that common set of genes. And remember, we can do all of the, these analysis to look for the biological context using Kyogen's ingenuity pathway analysis. So imagine starting with your FASTQ files, using CLC RNA-seq workflow to generate QC report. We can trim, we can align, and we can analyze to produce graphics such as heat map, volcano plot, PCA analysis, and overlap analysis. And in addition to these four types of results that we'll be going over today, we can also generate browser tracks as well. Now, many scientists in bioinformatics sphere may be new to the types of analysis. So they're afraid that perhaps they're not processing the data appropriately. So in CLC Genomics Workbench, we can actually set up a QC report for alignment. And we can also set up QC reports for our reads as well. So in this example, what we can see is that we have generated a QC report after mapping the reads to a reference genome. And we can see that one parameter, in this case, we can see that 95.93% of our reads map to the mouse genome. And this is a very good metric to look at. And then the last thing I want to highlight is that every result in CLC Genomics Workbench generates an automatic log report. So in the past, I've worked with scientists who would love to be able to access this type of parameters so that they can reprocess samples or they can look at 
how others have processed and analyzed their data. So imagine when you're ready to move on to your next professional endeavor, having this log report allows you to pass down your experimental details so that the person inheriting your project can repeat your analysis without any problems or without any trouble. So now that I have shown you some of the results that we can produce from our RNA-seq experiment, as well as some of the reports that can be generated, I've launched a quick poll to see whether these are the desired outputs that you would like to generate, in addition to that differential gene expression table that we can import into Ingenuity Pathway Analysis. So I can see that for the majority of users who have responded, these are definitely the results that you are looking for. And for those of you who may have additional results that you were, you were wondering about, please use the Q&A box. Let us know what additional results you would like to see in CLC Genomics Workbench. So looking at the pre-meeting poll, Many of you have indicated that you may have a lot of samples between 10 to 100, or even more than 100 samples that you may have to analyze. Although the software is designed to be run on a local computer, it's simply impossible for us to process hundreds of samples on a local computer unless it's quite powerful. So in this case, what we can do is we can actually use a existing high performing performance computing system so that users can process multiple samples in parallel using a much more powerful hardware. This, allow, this genomic server also allows users to wrap external applications into the software. And for the bioinformaticians in the audience, allows bioinformaticians to access the software using command line tools. Now, imagine if you don't have access to an HPC, don't worry. CLC Genomics Workbench also works with the Amazon Web Service so that you can access high-performing performance computing resources um, on demand. So this runs on the customer's Amazon Web Service account and allows you to integrate CLC uh, genomics server as well as the CLC genomics workbench. So imagine having multiple options for you to process increased number of samples and decreasing the turnaround time for that processing. So just on to also emphasize that the software can not only be accessed by workbench users using the software, but the software is also designed so that bioinformaticians can access the analytical pipelines within the software. And if you have an IT administrator, that IT administrator can also um, process and control and manage the resources as well. So some additional features and benefits. This is a cross-platform desktop genomics application that allows you to use graphical user interface to set up your analysis. The graphics are interactive and we will look at some of these various different graphics. We have ready to use as well as customizable workflows for you to 
use and analyze your data. We can add plugins and remove them as needed and desired. For those of you who may be working under uh, GMP as well as uh, CLIA, the software is developed under quality standard certification. The software works on Windows, Mac, and Linux, works with various different read platform, whether that is Illumina, Ion Torrent, Long Read Support, Element. And the best thing about, one of the best things about the software is that it's fully documented and I'll show you where to get that access. And you have support that's available to you 20 hours of the day and five days of the week. So let's jump into the software and look at how we can set up our RNA-seq analysis. So the case study that I'm going to use today is mouse-fed either a normal diet versus a high-fat diet. And we've isolated samples from the epididymal adipose tissue as well as the brown adipose tissue. So the first step we're going to do is we're going to download our reference. We're then going to import our reads, and then we're going to import our metadata. So let's switch over to our CLC Genomics Workbench software. And here on the left-hand side here is our navigation area. So all of our samples, all of our analysis will be located in the navigation area. On the bottom left here, we have all of our various different tools under the toolbox, as well as our various different workflows as well. Once you started running a project or running a workflow, you'll be able to keep the track, keep track of the progress using the processes tab here. On the top right-hand corner, we have various different buttons. So this includes downloading those module uh, plugins. If you would like to download reads from either SRA or NCBI, we can use the download button here. And to access our PhD level support, there is a support button here on the top right-hand side where you can include your information, and attach any elements, so such as log files or perhaps samples that you would like to send to our support team. So to download our reference, we need to go to the references button here on the top right-hand corner. So this allows users to download genomes from model organisms. So for example, cow, uh, dog, human HG38, as well as HG19, mouse, rat. We can also download model systems that are perhaps not mammalian, as well as plants as well. So for today, let's say we are working with mouse samples. Simply click on the mouse musculus. Click on the checkbox. That allows us to download the sequence, the genome annotation files, and any variant files that we may want to look at genetic variants. 
and then we can generate the and download the files. So again, going to the references tab, underneath the download genomes, we can click on our genome interest, click on the checkbox so that we can download all of the reference files, and then click on download. So this allows users to gather all of that reference information under one window rather than going to multiple websites to download and integrate these various different references. And as you can see, if I've already downloaded the mouse reference and it's contained within this folder. So the second thing that we are going to do is we're going to import our FASTQ files. So for that, let's go ahead and click on import. And as we can see, we can import a variety of reads, whether those reads come from Illumina, PacBio, uh, Pac Nanopore for long reads. We have Singer and FastA read files. We have IonTorrent as well as Element as well. So in today's case study, let's go ahead and click on Import. Click on Illumina. And this allows us to browse for our FASTQ files. So clicking on Next, we can not only import our FASTQ files from local system, but as you can see, we can also import files from either the Amazon Web Service or Base Space. So using that raise hand button, how many of you have FASTQ files in either base space or either in the Amazon Web Service. Okay, I see a couple people. So for today, my FASTQ files are in the file system, so my local drive. Let's go ahead and click on this Add Files button. Going to my desktop, and this is where I can import my FASTQ files. So because these are pair end reads, let's go ahead and check this paired end paired reads checkbox so that CLC Genomics Workbench can combine these reads together into one. So once we're ready, we can click on this next button and we can save our FASTQ files. So once again, Going to import. The second step is to go to Illumina. But of course, there are different um, FASTQ files that we can import. Making sure that we choose the location, adding the files, making sure that we have paired end reads checked, and then we can click on next. It's always a good idea to create a log in case something happens during the processing. Here, of course, we're going to save the files and we're going to create a subfolder for a batch unit. So each batch unit would be one FASTQ sample. So click on next. I'm just going to 
create a new folder, today's date, RNA seek. And let's go ahead and create another folder and we'll just call this raw reads. Click on OK and click on finish. So now that we have a process running, we can go back to that processes tab to see how long this process is taking. So the last thing that we are going to do is we're going to import a metadata table. So what is a metadata? So in this case, a metadata is just data that provides information about our other data. So in this case, our FASTQ files. So in today's um, experiment, we have our run accession, we have our cell type, and we have our data. But depending on the type of data that you may have, you may have an Excel spreadsheet that may have additional headers, such as date and location of where the samples are collected, or perhaps treatment and sex. And in CLC Genomics Workbench, uh, we do not restrict the type of headers you use for your metadata. So you can label your samples with any type of epidemiological, clinical, biological information that you would like to associate your samples with. So let's jump back into CLC Genomics Workbench. And we can see that we are still slowly processing or very quickly processing our FASTQ files. So these FASTQ files, if we open up the folder, they're just reads with quality scores if there are any. So to import our metadata, let's go ahead and click on our, oops, that's the export, our import button here on the top. So remember we use the Illumina to import our FASTQ files, but now we're gonna import that Excel spreadsheet that we have. So clicking on the import, import metadata, this is where we can browse for that Excel spreadsheet. So here, let's go ahead and find that Excel spreadsheet that we have. Click on OK. And now we can see that this Excel spreadsheet has our IDs, the diet, and cell type, or in this case, tissue. Let's go ahead and click on Next. And this is where we can tell I CLC where the location of our FASTQ files are. So the location, let's go ahead and browse for it. We can start to add these FASTQ files individually. Or a shortcut for those of you who may be following along today is to click on the top folder. So the top folder here is the raw reads folder. Right click on it and add the folder contents recursively. And it's okay that we added the log we added our FASTQ files, we added our log, click on OK. And here we can see that the Excel spreadsheet has been linked to our FASTQ files. Now, one thing to note here is that this radio button, the prefix button has been clicked because if we look at the FASTQ files, we have this bracket paired 
bracket at the end of our name. So if we choose the exact, nothing will match because CLC Genomics Workbench is ex expecting the key to also include that paired term. So 95% of my users who I've worked with uh, choose this prefix radio button. Clicking on next, we can save this metadata in the same folder. And now our folder not only includes our FASTQ files, but also that metadata that we can use to start to group our samples together or perhaps decorate some of the results. So before we take a short light break, let me just refresh everybody's memory of where we were going. So first, we downloaded our reference. So using that reference button on the top right-hand corner, we downloaded our mouse genome, our mouse annotation file. We then went to the top left-hand corner and we imported our FASTQ reads either from local system, from AWS, or from base space. And as a reminder, if you have paired end reads, to make sure to click on that paired reads checkbox. We then imported our Excel spreadsheet containing our metadata and associated our FASTQ files with that Excel spreadsheet. So with that, I think this is a good time to take a short Q&A break to see if there's any questions that I can answer live. Thanks, Tim. Um, so a couple of questions uh, did come in. Um, so one of the attendees is asking, um, can CLC analyze different types of species, uh, for example, uh, non-human primates? Absolutely. So if we go to the references, I believe in the references we have the macaca, so the uh, non-human primates right here. And let's say if there is a particular species that you don't find in this uh, download genomes, you can always import either the GenBank sequence and annotation file using the import button and standard import. So this you would download from NCBI. Or if you have files from your collaborators, feel free to import your FASTA file. And then there is this track which allows you to import your Fast A or your annotation file. So regardless of what type of uh, reference you have, CLC is quite flexible in um, importing them for your alignment. And so just a follow-up question to that, um, can you still use the same RNA-seq analysis workflow? Absolutely. So as long as you have a reference, you can use the same RNA-seq workflow for that. Yeah. Okay. Great. And so um, before we continue with the questions, I just want to go ahead and just launch a quick uh, speed poll just to make sure that uh, the speed that we're going with is adequate for you guys. Um, so you guys can just take a look at that poll and answer. That would be uh, awesome. And so another question uh, that came up is, um, can I upload FASTQ files uh, for bulk micro RNA-seq into IPA? So IPA does not accept um... FASTQ files, so you have to process your FASTQ files using a software such as CLC Genomics Workbench. 
So if you do have count matrix, there is a way for you to import your count matrix into CLC using this import expression data. And that allows you to process your count matrix and upload that into IPA. Okay. So just last question here. Can you explain more about metadata? Yeah, so metadata is simply an Excel spreadsheet that we we can generate in order to associate our FASTQ files. So right now the FASTQ files, they're just names, right? They're just SRR and a number. But let's say we want to attach characteristics to that Excel or that FASTQ file. What we can do is we can generate an Excel spreadsheet where we can label with any type of information that we would like to associate with our FASTQ file. So in today's example, perhaps we want diet as well as tissues. But as you can see with this metadata, you can have any type of headers that you would like to associate your uh, FASTQ files and any type of data that you wish to have. Thanks, Tim. And so based on the speed pool, it seems like uh, the current pace is uh, fine. Uh, there's just a couple that like to either go a little bit uh, faster or a little bit slower. But for the most part, it seems like based on the pool, um, the speed is, is fine. Great. Well, thank you very much, Araceli. And thank you, everybody, for participating in today's uh, webinar, whether that's through the Q&A box, whether that's through the raise him button, whether that's through the polls. So. Let's go ahead and continue. So what are some of the results that we can generate from the RNA-seq? So users such as yourselves using CLC Genomics Workbench can generate a differential gene expression table. And within that, we can generate a volcano plot. We can also generate a PCA analysis to see how our samples are clustered with one another. We can also generate a heat map to see how our samples are clustered with one another and which of these genes can be used as gene signatures to cluster these samples. And then of course, we've talked about the Venn diagram where we can look at the overlaps between various different comparisons. And in this case, these comparisons are for white adipose tissues versus brown adipose tissues. But you can imagine these comparisons can be different conditions, different time points, disease subtypes, even different um, uh, single cell clusters as well. So now that we've seen some of the results, let's go ahead and look at how we can launch our workflow. So the RNA-seq workflow is under the basic workflow designs right here. But of course, you can also use the search box to type RNA-seq as well. So if you don't remember where the workflow is, feel free to type in RNA-seq. And here we can see that the RNA-seq and differential gene expression analysis is uh, ready to go. So the first thing that we can do is double click on this tool, choose where we want to launch this job. So if you want to run your workflow on your local computer, feel free to select the workbench. If you want to use your HPC, whether that is a server or a grid system, feel free to use these options. And if you have access to the Amazon Web Service, 
there is an option for that as well. And then there's, of course, the integration at the fourth. So lots of flexible options for you to process your data. So the next step before we begin, let's just look at these various different workflows here. First, we're going to select our reads, select our reference, and those are kind of these steps. Check it to make sure we have spike and controls and then set up our differential expression. So one, two, three, in four easy steps, you can set up your RNA-seq. So workbench. Here, let's go ahead and select R from the navigation area. But of course, if you have your AWS, feel free to use the AWS. Going to our navigation area, we can tell the program to process these FASTQ files. So let me make sure I have them all. Once we've selected our FASTQ files, we can click on Next. And this is where we can use a reference set that we've already downloaded. And here we can re-download the file if we have yet. So let's say if we are, I'm using a, uh, I've downloaded all of them, it looks like, but let's say if we want to align it to HG19, we can click on the download in this window as well, or we can go to the references button on the top. But again, let's use the RefSeq mouse Click on next. Here we can upload our metadata Excel spreadsheet that we've imported in. Oh, looks like I didn't associate properly, but that's okay. Let's just go ahead and use the organization of input data. So here we can see that individual input is um, selected. Going to next. Here we're just checking to make sure that our Excel or sorry, our reference data are, are selected. So our reference sequence is the mouse. Our reference annotation is the gene. Our uh, mRNA is from the mouse. Coding sequence. And if we have any genotology files that we want to include. The next step is to select our spiking controls. So do we have any spiking controls? And then here is where we can set up our differential expression for RNA-seq. So we want to test the differential expression due to, perhaps we want to test it due to uh, diet. So in this case, let me see if I can reassociate the metadata. So it looks like all the metadata is associated properly. That's good. Let's go ahead and uh, find associated data. Okay, we have our reads, perfect. I'm just going to launch the tool from this window. So as you can see, it's quite flexible in terms of how we set up our RNA-seq, our FASTQ files, our reference data set, using that metadata table that we have imported in. And then we're going to process them based on ID, Click on next, everything looks good. Making sure that the sequence is from mouse, 
genes from mouse, mRNA from mouse, CDA from mouse, CDS from mouse, gene ontology from mouse, spiking control. Now we can set up our differential expression. So here, let's go ahead and select diet. And if there's any factors that we would like to control, then we can use that. Here is the comparison. So if you would like to compare across groups, we can do an ANOVA-like. We can do an all groups. So if you have multiple groups, we can use all groups. Or if you have a control group that you can compare everything against. So in this case, let's compare against our control group of normal diet. So I saw earlier that somebody was asking in regards to the statistics behind our differential gene expression. All of our pipelines, we can access the information through the help button. So in this case, if we click on the help button, we can go through the algorithms behind our differential expression for RNA-seq. And in this case, we can see all of the descriptions for the different tests and the statistical tests that we use for our differential expression and the different comparisons that we make. So this is true for our differential expression. This is true for our RNA-seq. So if you want to learn how our algorithms work for our alignment, we can go into lots of details. And all of these are fully supported in terms of a bibliography. So all of the algorithms, the pipelines, uh, you can look up the bibliography for all of that information as well. So once we have set up our analysis, let's go ahead and create a log, save as an individual folder, and let me just go ahead and create a new folder as results. So using that raise him button, how many of you find this type of setup a lot easier than trying to learn command line tools and trying to make command line uh, scripts work for your RNA-seq analysis? So I can see many of you finding the graphical user interface to be a lot easier to use. And don't worry, for those of you who are new to CLC Genomics Workbench and new to bioinformatics, where can we access support? Support is on the top right-hand button. So if you're new to RNA-seq, feel free to click on support. Let us know how we can help you out, right? Wet lab experiments, they're already hard enough. Don't let your analysis to be hard. We provide support for you 20 hours of the day, five days of the week, so that you can generate beautiful results such as your volcano plot, PCA plot, heat map, and Venn diagram. All right, so let's go ahead and look at, I'm just going to stop the, uh, the analysis. Let's look at some of the results that we can see from our RNA-seq. So what do I mean by graphical use, uh, interactive graphics? So let's say if we want to change the display of this uh, graph, on the right-hand side, we can see various different controls that we can use. So one of the more popular ones is this dot. So my eyes are getting a little bit older these days. Some of these dots are a little too small for me. So we can change the size of the display to a dot. We can also change the dot color. So let's say rather than using blue, perhaps we want to just color them black. 
We could also change the p-value. So if you want to use the Bonferroni or FDR, feel free to change that as well. And the graphics is interactive here. So let's say we want to know what these genes are. We can draw a box around it and we can immediately highlight these genes. We can even change the size of that text by going to the text format and making them a lot bigger. So let's go ahead and space that out so we can see all of these various different dots. And let's say we highlighted a couple of them. I'm just going to highlight a couple of them. And we can go to this little table on the bottom here where we get that differential gene expression table. We can filter to selection so that the table only contains those genes that we've highlighted from the volcano plot. So we can also go the other way too. So let's say we sorted this based on the Bonferroni. And let's say we selected the first couple of rows. If we select the first couple of rows and go back to the volcano plot, we can see that they're labeled on our volcano plot as well. So you can actually go back and forth between your graphics and your table. So using that raise hem button, how many of you find this feature to be particularly useful to start to look at your up and regulated genes? And I can see that many of you find that very useful. It's definitely useful where we don't have to you know, flip through an Excel spreadsheet and look through the graphics. We can change colors without having to uh, write new codes. And to access that automatic log report, that is at the bottom here. And this is where you can see all of the files that were used, who ran the analysis and when, and all of the parameters that were used to generate that differential expression analysis. So that is with the volcano plot, whether that is a volcano plot or whether that is the gene expression table. The second analysis that we are going to go over today is this PCA analysis. So users such as yourselves want to know the quality of your samples. So in this case, we can use a PCA analysis, or I guess principal component analysis graph, to see how well our samples cluster with one another. And again, this is quite interactive. So what we can do is we can change the text format to something perhaps a little bit bigger. On the bottom right-hand corner, here is a uh, zoom to fit, very useful tool here. So let's go ahead and change the fonts, use that zoom to fit. And now the fonts look a lot bigger so we can see how our samples are clustered with one another. And using the legend here, we can see that the high fat diet cluster in one quadrant and the normal diet cluster in another. We can also change these colors too, right? Sometimes the colors may not be as graphically pleasing. So we can click on the little squares. We can click on the colors. We can change the uh, symbol colors, or perhaps let's say we want to go into string, any type of the metadata associated, we can change. We can also change the shape, uh, symbol shape. And if you want to make the legends a little bit bigger, we can do so as well. And again, this is interactive. So perhaps if we want to move that to the top, we can do so here as well. 
So that is the uh, PCA. The next analysis that we can do is the heat map. So this allows users to see how well do the features, uh, what features can we use to cluster our various different samples. And again, I'm going to change the text format to a little bit bigger so that we can perhaps see the sample as well as the gene name, maybe a little bit smaller so we can fit all of the uh, genes in. But this is where the metadata becomes quite useful. Because let's say we want to color the, meta, the graph with the diet, we can use that metadata to see how well our samples cluster with one another. And again, we can change the thickness of the lines. We can change the colors. And this allows us to see how well do our samples cluster with one another. But more importantly, what are the genes that may be used to differentiate one sample from another? So here we can see that there are fatty acid binding protein that may be important. There is a lipoprotein lipase here that may be important in high fat diet to process our uh, fat. So these may be genes and markers that may be used to differentiate high fat diet from normal diet in white adipose tissues. Now in the past, users have wanted to change the colors of this heat map. If we select the bar here, so left click, we can change the gradient of this bar. So perhaps another one that may be um, more useful, maybe this blue to yellow, so more color-friendly palette, or we can do other additional colors as well. So another uh, one that I've seen is this black to red. So all of these, again, interactive graphics where you do not have to write another line of command just to simply change these various different colors. The last analysis that uh, we're going to go over is this Venn diagram analysis. So again, let's go ahead and change the text to make the uh, text a little bit bigger. So again, let's say we have white adipose tissues versus brown adipose tissues, and we overlap the two differential expression analysis with one another, and we can see the different overlaps as well as the individuals. But let's say we want to see what are these 1,321 genes in common. Let's go ahead and click on this quadrant click on the gene expression table and use our favorite filter to selection. And now our table includes the 1,321 genes that are commonly associated. So using that raise hand button, how many of you would find this particular function to be useful for identifying a genes list? I can see many of you finding this to be useful I definitely, when I first learned about this feature, I thought this was super useful because as uh, many of you probably have experienced uploading multiple Excel spreadsheets onto a web page, generating additional Excel spreadsheets, trying to label them, renaming them, and getting confused, 
or at least when I used to do it, I used to get so confused by my own naming uh, system. Simply clicking on this quadrant. Let me go ahead and clear the selection. Click on a quadrant, go to the table, filter to table, and now we have our Excel spreadsheet. So a lot easier. In the Venn diagram, we can include up to five comparisons. We can change the bow change. So if we want to be more stringent or less stringent, we can do that on the fly. We can also change the p-values as well. So all of these are uh, readily available to you to change and filter. So the last thing I want to just uh, highlight is that QC report. So let's go ahead and find a QC report that we can take a look. So again, for any of your mapping report, all of the samples are going to generate a QC report. And here is where we can look at the number of reads, transcripts per gene, exons, length of your transcripts. Here is your read quality. So this will allow users to see how well is the library prep. So in this case, um, the majority of our reads are in reverse, and that makes sense depending on the library kit that was used. Either you have one direction or another, or perhaps if you have a non-directional library prep, you will see uh, this reflected in the forward percent of reads mapped versus the reverse percent of reads mapped. If you have any adapter read-through, you'll be able to tell that using this parameter. Paired distance between your paired fragments, and many users go to this mapping statistics just to make sure that the majority of the reads have been mapped to the reference genome. In this case, 93% of our reads have been mapped to the genome. So that indicates a good quality uh, read as well. So for those of you who have processed samples already using CLC Genomics Workbench, we can actually look under the hood to see what the workflow is. So to do so, any of these template workflows, we can click on it, right-click on it to open a copy of a workflow. And this is where we can get the tool and the tools behind this. So in my PowerPoint, let's go ahead and jump back into that. We can see that the workflow starts off with your reads and our references. We're then going to generate a QC report for our reads. Once that is done, we start the alignment process. Once that alignment process is done, we can produce what is known as the browser track. So those are the, uh, the browser tracks that we can use to uh, visualize our results. After alignment, we can collect all of the results, generate a differential expression analysis, where then we can create a count table, then diagram, PCA plot, as well as a heat map. So although the workflow may look complex, these are all of the different tools used to generate your RNA-seq and automating your analysis. Now, let's say you've generated your alignment, 
you've generated your differential expression analysis, but let's say you want to mix and match. Do you have to start off all the way from the beginning? No, you do not. All we have to do is use the individual tools that are available on the bottom here. So again, let's go back to the, uh, to the software. So if we want to run the automated RNA-seq pipeline, we can access the workflow. But let's say if we want to access the individual tools, we can go under the RNA-seq and small RNA analysis, where then we can either do a differential expression again, perhaps we want to generate an additional PCA plot with more samples, perhaps create a new heat map, or perhaps uh, do a Senki plot, which we'll be going over in December. So if you're interested in that, please join us for that analysis or for that webinar. So we've generated so many various different results, whether that is a volcano plot, whether that is a table of differentially expressed genes, whether that is a PCA plot, heat map, Venn diagram. Let's say if you want to export these graphics, simply click on the graphics button on the top where we can export the graphics into our table. And then the next screen allows us to select the resolution of our graphics. Or let's say we want to export the table. Simply go to the export button on the top. And this is where we can select the format. So Excel spreadsheet. So we talked about how we can generate the results, how we can export. Since today we're focused on IPA, within the software, we can actually import all of our differential expression gene analysis into IPA using the pathway analysis tool. Now, let's say you have already generated your differential gene expression table somewhere else. Can you import that into IPA uh, by itself? And the answer is absolutely. You can directly upload your differential gene expression table in IPA. And on December 5th, there is a new user training uh, for those of you who may not be familiar with IPA and how IPA uh, takes your list of genes, list of proteins, list of metabolites, and look for biological context. So with that, I see many questions coming in. So I think this is a great time to see if I can take any questions live. Uh, thanks, Tim. So thank you everyone for uh, typing in those questions in the Q&A box. And so just to kind of highlight some, um, so one of the questions that came up is how can I put a cutoff values? So depending on the type of cutoff values you would like to use. So if you go into a gene expression table, what you can do is you can actually add filters. So here is a little filter here where you can then select, perhaps you want a list of genes, or perhaps you want to filter based on a p-value. So let's say if you want to do one p-value, you can always add additional filters and perhaps add a log, uh, log to fold change. Now, just as a reminder for those of you who may be more familiar with IPA, 
we do recommend users to upload their entire data set into IPA. And we can get more into that on December 5th when we talk about IPA and new user training for IPA. But absolutely, in CLC Genomics Workbench, you can start to filter based on color values or p-values. Thanks, Tim. And so one of the questions that came up is, um, how do you access uh, those template workflows if you don't have them? How do you get them into your workbench? So there are different ways of accessing the workflow. So one thing to, uh, uh, to be aware of is workflows may actually belong to different plugins. So if you don't see your workflow of interest, let's say single cell RNA-seq, go to the plugins button, go to your download plugins, and look to see whether that particular plugin is, requires a download. So that is one way. Another way is let's say somebody, a colleague, uh, uh, a collaborator has sent you a workflow. What we can do is we can import that in into CLC Genomics Workbench. So using import, standard import, and we can import it as a CLC. Or another way is to go to the workflow, manage workflow, and we can actually uh, install it from a file. So three different ways of importing workflows, uh, either through the plugins or if somebody has uh, sent you the workflow. Thanks, Chen. Um, so another question uh, that came up is, when you download that reference uh, from the Reference Data Manager, where can I find that information? So if you download the Reference Manager, you'll be able to find the information uh, using the version number here and then a provider. And so, one way to locate the location is just to click on this little hyperlink and that's gonna take you to the uh, folder. Um, did I answer the question properly or? Yes, yes. So just kind of highlight that uh, the references can be located with the navigation area. Um, yeah. Once so, you download them. So as you can see, I've downloaded many, many references and sometimes it's hard to find them. Uh, but going to the references and just clicking on this little link, uh, that'll just take you to that right away. Okay. And then another question is, when you download a reference, um, can you easily um, select it when going through the RNA-seq workflow? Yes. So let's say if you have a reference, um, I'm just going to move, um, let me just move like one or two FASTQ files. Um, so let's say you're using a, custom reference, go ahead and select this, uh, use the default. I'm just going to advance here, rather than having it populate, simply click on this navigation button here. And this is where users can choose their reference. So let's say, for example, rather than a mouse, this is a cow. I can simply click on the cow, click on next, move the mouse over, find my cal reference and then select the gene. So in this case, let's scroll down to the gene, click on next, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So definitely easily uh, uh, adaptable for other references as well. Tim, 
So I see that you still have a lot of uh, different topics to cover. So um, we're going to go ahead and um, continue. But if you guys have any questions, please utilize the Q&A box to type in those questions. And I've also launched a poll just to give us some feedback in terms of, you know, based on what you've seen so far is, is valuable for your research. Uh, so we would really appreciate uh, that feedback. And uh, thanks, Tim, for um, all of the great things that you've been showing so far. And thank you, everybody, for participating. I see tons of questions being asked in the Q&A box. So thank you for participating. Thank you to Araceli, Nicole, Paul, uh, Dev for answering questions and for participating. Really appreciate everybody's uh, participation today. So using that raise hand button, how many of you are interested in the single cell RNA-seq module and how that is uh, processed within CLC Genomics Workbench. Okay, I can see some of you interested in that, so that's great. So the great thing about CLC Genomics Workbench is that once you know how to run one type of an analysis, all of the other workflows are going to um, look the same. So what are some of the results that we can get in CLC Genomics Workbench for single cell RNA-seq analysis. So users can generate a UMAP or a TSNI plot for your dimension reduction plot and see what cells are expressing a particular gene of interest. So for example, in this particular case study, we can label these various different clusters with the type of cells, um, predicted cell type. Then we can see whether a particular gene of interest is expressed in um, for a particular population. So in this case, seems like this particular gene of interest is populated within the neutrophils. Similar to a single cell RNA-seq, let's say if we have generated a particular uh, cell type and we want to know whether the cell abundance is changing across various different experimental conditions. So in this case, what we can do is we can look at whether particular treatment, in this case, antibody treatment versus dexamethasone versus a combination of the two. And we can start to see how the cell abundance is changed across these various different conditions. We can also generate violin plots to see whether genes are differentially expressed between samples. So in this case, we can first isolate our cell type of interest. In this case, we can isolate neutrophils of interest, generate volcano plots for various different genes. So we can look at this AKAP12, C1QC, uh, fatty acid binding protein 4, and this S100A6 to see whether there are different proportions of cells that are expressing these um, markers and whether they are differentially expressed as well. And we can also generate a dot plot for this. So for example, here we can see the four different genes that we've looked at in the violin plot, and we can actually convert that into a dot plot to see whether these gene expression are changing across these various different conditions. And similar to RNA-seq, bulk RNA-seq analysis, we can also generate a heat map for our individual uh, samples. In this case, we can see that uh, the combination treatment plus dexamethasone seems to have an increased expression for 
two different clusters here and here. So these may be useful biomarkers or useful targets um, in terms of treatment against SARS-CoV-2. And of course, we can also generate a volcano plot where we can import that into IPA to look at different uh, biological contexts within our data. So similar to bulk RNA-seq, we can take either FASTQ files, or I've noticed in the pre-meeting poll that some of you have count matrix files. We can import that into CLC genome exorbent and run a CLC single cell RNA-seq workflow where we first annotate reads with cells and UMI, we trim the reads, alignment, QC for single cells, then we can predict the cell types and do an expression analysis to generate some of the results such as the UMAP, violin plot, heat map, volcano plot, and dot plot. So with that raised hand button again, how many, of you, how many of you would find this particular analysis to be useful for your single cell RNA-seq? Well, I can see some people responding very, very quickly. So that's always a good, good sign. And of course, for those of you who may be curious about additional workflows that may be available or results that may be available, feel free to reach out and uh, let us know what are some of the results that you're looking for for your single cell module. So again, the use case is a, I know we're all tired of SARS-CoV-2, I am as well, but in this case, we have a, uh, a, a study where uh, hamsters were uh, infected with SARS-CoV-2 and they were either treated uh, with dexamethasone, anti-SARS-CoV-2 antibody, combination therapy or untreated. The lung uh, tissue was collected and single cell RNA-seq libraries were generated after that. So the first thing is to download the plugin. So remember, if you open up your, let me just go ahead and close all of these windows. If we open up our CLC Genomics Workbench without installing any of the plugins, you would not see your single cell workflow and you would not see the single cell analysis module on the bottom here. So it is important to make sure to install your plugin for Windows users, please start CLC Genomics Workbench as an administrator, and this allows you to install the plugin. So first, click on Plugins. Next, click on the Download Plugins, where we can install our single cell an analysis module. I'm just going to go ahead and uninstall it just to show you. So again, plugins, download plugins, and this is where we can download and install the single cell analysis module. We do have to accept the uh, terms, and then the plugin is installed. Now to access the uh, file, make sure to restart the program. So let's go ahead and restart the program. And then the plugin and the workflows will be available for you to use. So again, if this is your first time accessing CLC Genomics Workbench and you don't see your single cell module,
go to that plugins button, download plugins, and click on the download and install. So the next thing to do, just like our bulk RNA seq, we can import our reads and we can import or and or we can import our expression matrix. So let's just close this. Oh, I gotta update some of these template workflows. As you can see, we are constantly updating our uh, algorithms. So from time to time, we have to update the uh, workflows as well. Let's go ahead and look at the import. So if you have your import, feel free to import your Illumina reads from your single cell experiment. Again, if they're just paired in, feel free to check your paired reads. But if you have some kind of custom structure, so let's say you have R1, R2, and an index, feel free to click on this section and let the program know how the reads are configured. Are they R1, R2 index, index, R1, R2? This allows for a lot of customization for your reads. For those of you who may have count matrix, feel free to use the import again. Go to the expression matrix. And please note, the expression matrix here is for single cell expression matrix. Do not use this import for your bulk RNA-seq count matrix. Uh, it will not work. And this allows you to either import in your cell ranger, your surat, or perhaps your max format, as well as loom. So I've actually seen many different formats out there already. And as you can see from this, uh, this page, lots of formats are accepted within CLC Genomics Workbench. So for today, the demo data comes from the MEX. So let's go ahead and go to expression matrix, go to MEX. Let's go ahead and select the workbench. And this is where we can select the gene or transcript track. So whether that's a mouse, human, hamster, um, the barcode and the features, as well as the count matrix as well. Now, if you have spliced and unspliced matrix as well, feel, to, feel free to import them in as well so that you can do velocity analysis uh, as well. So once all of that is imported in, just going to quickly exit all of it, we can get our single cell RNA-seq uh, data. So here we can either get the reads or we can get the count matrix right here, the count matrix. So let's jump back into my um, PowerPoint and let's just go ahead and talk about some of the steps that we have gone through. So downloading the plugins, importing the data, if you're importing your FASTQ files, make sure to select the appropriate uh, option, whether those are pair end or whether those are custom reads option. And then we get our FASTQ files. Or if you have a count matrix, 
feel free to use the appropriate uh, option as well. So in CLC Genomics Workbench, there is a single cell module that allows you to annotate your cell type. So similar to how we downloaded our reference genome, feel free to access that as well. And today is not uh, supposed to be a comprehensive single cell RNA-seq, but the workflow that one can use for our FASTQ files starts off with importing our FASTQ files, annotate the reads with cell and UMI, trim those reads, align those reads, quality control, and then we can normalize, predict, cluster, and generate the graphics that we have seen in the past. So again, very similar to your bulk RNA-seq where we can select our FASTQ files and process the various different uh, tools. So the two different workflows either start off from reads or from our imported data. Again, choose where we want to run the analysis. Choose the expression matrix or FASTQ file. Selecting the appropriate single cell reference. So for example, we can select the mouse one. And if we haven't downloaded, we can download that here. In this case, we only have one uh, matrix, so we can click on next. Here is where we can do our QC for single cell. So do we want to identify and remove empty droplets? Do we want to remove uh, cells with very few reads? Uh, do we want to look at uh, remove mitochondrial uh, reads, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now, a handy dandy uh, button here is this reset button. So if you change the various different parameters and you're not sure what the default settings are, feel free to hit that reset. Go ahead and click on this help button to go through all of the QCs that are available within CLC Genomics Workbench. And we do a very good job of describing the algorithms behind all of our tools. We can then cluster, UMAP, velocity analysis if it's available, creating a heat map. And this is where we can decide how to cluster, create an expression plot, score velocity features, and then save our files. And unfortunately today, again, I don't have time to go through all of the various different features, but let's just go ahead and just talk about some of these various different features. So for example, we can look at our QC report. So for single cell RNA-seq, we can see this knee-bent uh, plot, the QQ plot, to see how well our cells are. And anything that is flagged, they will be in red for us to dive a little bit deeper into our various different samples. Similar to our RNA-seq, if we look at our UMAP, this UMAP is interactive. So let's go ahead and add some of our various different matrices in. So let's see if I can find one that, um, there we go, annotation, and then our cell clusters. 
So this is interactive. So let's say we want to label them based on cell type. We can see the clusters being labeled. If we want to change them based on perhaps uh, treatment, we can label them based on treatment. Again, if we want to change the colors, we can just to see how they are uh, located relative to one another. If we want to search for rather than uh, raw counts, so let's say we want to look for a particular gene of interest, we can use the expression data. We can select samples using the uh, tools here. So I really encourage users to really download and try out this single cell module and reach out to us if you have any questions about how to analyze your single cell RNA-seq data. We also have a very useful tutorial on our tutorial website for those of you who would like to go through the tutorial to learn more about the tool. And of course, today we're focused on our IPA training. So remember, any of the volcano plots, any of the uh, results that we generate, we can send that directly to IPA using the Ingenuity Pathway Analysis uh, plugin. So with that, just want to take this opportunity to summarize various different results that we have generated today, whether that's for bulk RNA-seq, whether that's for single cell RNA-seq. And please don't let this be the last time that we interact with one another. Please feel, feel free to reach out to our technical support team. If you do have additional feedback and training that you would like to have for the future, feel free to email Dev, our team lead, um, and he'll be more than happy to reach out to organize additional presentations. So with that, thank you very much for attending today's webinar on how to process your FASTQ files for IPA. Just want to also thank Araceli, Dev, Nicole, and Paul for uh, answering all of these questions that came into the Q&A box. And thank you everybody for being so interactive today. Got tons of raised hands, got tons of Q&A, and got tons of uh, messages through the chat. So thank you all. Um, be more than happy to answer any questions in the last couple of minutes. Thanks, Jeff, for the wonderful presentation. Um, so. Thank you everyone for typing in those questions in the Q&A box. And so before we answer any questions, I'm gonna go ahead and um, just paste uh, a link uh, for those of you that are interested in checking out the CLC Genomics Workbench. So I'm gonna paste a trial link in the chat box, as well as um, today's slides. So you guys can have those available for those that weren't able to um, access them uh, earlier during uh, today's session. And so in terms of questions, uh, one of the questions that um, came up and I think would be very, pretty useful for everyone is, Tim, can you show how to um, access and download that biomedical genomics plugin? Yeah, absolutely. So, so to go, so to download any of the plugins, go ahead and click on this plugins button and then access the download plugins. And for those of you who may be interested in the biomedical genomics analysis, feel free to find the biomedical genomics analysis and click on the download and install. For that user who was looking for the whole exome sequencing analysis, feel free to access the Lightspeed module. So you'll be looking for, let's see if it's on the bottom, maybe my eyes are bad. 
<laughs> uh, CLC Lightspeed module right here. So this would be great for your germline um, and whole exome sequencing analysis. So as you can see, tons of tools for all sorts of NGS data. Thanks, Chen. And so um, in addition to um, single cell, is uh, CLC able to analyze uh, multi data such as ATAC and um, in CLC? Yes, ATAC absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So ATAC-seq is available here. So if we go to the, uh, let me just make it this little bigger. Let's see if I can do this. So if we go here, we can see the chromatinoid accessibility analysis from reads. We can even combine that with uh, expression analysis if you have a combined uh, um, library. And of course, you can also do that through a matrix as well. So. Thank you. And so we had some questions revolving around the heat map that you showed earlier today. Uh, so you also mentioned metadata. Um, how easily can we add the metadata to that uh, heat map? Yeah, so if we go to the uh, heat map, let me just go ahead and open one up. So the metadata is uh, right here. So you can add that in and then change that. And we can actually add multiple layers. So if we have multiple layers of data, we can add that as well. If you want to add additional information to your metadata, once that's imported into CLC Genomics Workbench, it's quite easily, uh, it's, it's, it's easy. So let me just go ahead and find the folder. So on the bottom here, you can actually edit the table. And this is where you can actually add entry, edit entries, or you can actually even merge multiple tables to one another. So let's say if you're working with somebody and they gave you additional information, we can add an, a, either to the bottom or perhaps if we want to add more columns, we can do that as well. So quite easily done. Thank you. And so um, what if I have my own um, aligner algorithm that I like to use? Is there a way that I can incorporate that into uh, CLC and the workflows within it? Yep, absolutely. So if you have your own uh, aligner algorithms or perhaps you want to run your own DEG algorithm, remember with the CLC genomics server, that allows users to use external applications. So let's go back to that. So if you have the genomic server, once again, you're allowed to uh, wrap external applications um, into your uh, program so that end users can use the graphical user interface to set up their analysis. Thanks. And so um, just one last final question. Um, you showed tutorials. Uh, can you just show us again how to access the tutorials and what are some of the options oh, that are available? Yeah, absolutely. So let me go ahead and uh, and exit out of my PowerPoint. So go to the help button. And here we can find um, example data or online tutorials. So help, and then either you want to download some example data or in this case, online tutorials. And that will bring up a web page. Let's go ahead and drag this web page across once it's loaded. Oh, let's try that again. Here's where you can gain all access all of those various different tutorials, whether those are 
for your chip seek by sulfide sequencing. Your RNA seq is also in here. So you can do the advanced RNA seq analysis with upload to IPA. And on the bottom here, I believe it's on the bottom here, we also have the single cell RNA seq tutorial. So feel free to, once again, help. We can go to the uh, online tutorials and find step-by-step -step guide for how to perform your RNA-seq analysis, your single-cell RNA-seq analysis. We even provide you with example data as well. Um, awesome. And so um, for those of you that have attended today's uh, session, we really appreciate your time. And we would also appreciate if you guys would be able to fill out that Survey Monkey that I'm going to be posting uh, in the chat. So Survey Monkey allows you just get feedback in terms of how today's training went, uh, what you like, what you didn't like, and then um, provide us with any um, other input in terms of what future trainings that you would like to see. So it'd be really helpful if you guys could just fill it out for us. Um, so we're just going to stay on a couple more uh, seconds just to make sure that we answered any last minute questions that you guys may have. And so again, you can go ahead and type those in, in the Q&A box. Um, again, thank you for attending today's session. Uh, the session is recorded and will be sent out via email, but you can always um, access uh, today's recording um, on demand by simply just um, clicking on that same link that you use to register for today's um, session. Um, so looks like uh, we don't have um, any questions coming up. Um, so again, thank you everyone for your time and um, hope to see you in the next oh, there's uh, a Sorry, there is a question for uh, licensing. So I just wanna make sure that is captured yes. uh, for the uh, licensing team. So, uh, so I think Nicole's got it. Okay, great. Thank you so much, Nicole. <laughs> and sure. thank you. Thank you, Paul. There's... Thank you, Nicole. Thank you, Araceli. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no problem. Um, there's various different types of license models um, to support all different types of workflows. We offer desktop licenses and we offer network licenses. We offer licenses that are cloud enabled. So it's really important to work with your account manager. I would highly recommend that you reach out to, I'm going to put it in the chat, it's Bioinformatics Sales, and we'll put you in touch with the account manager who can work with you to figure out what's the best configuration um, for your needs. Thank you very much, Nicole. So once again, reach out to your uh, bioinformatics licensing team. So uh, Nicole has kindly pasted that. Let them know uh, you're interested in CLC, and they will be able to connect you to the appropriate um, uh, team member. So again, thank you very much for your interest. Thank you everybody for attending today's webinar. Remember, don't let this be the last time that we see each other uh, over Zoom or um, in person. Thank you, Araceli, Nicole, and Paul and Deb for answering all of the excellent questions that people have asked today. So thank you.